This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Ann Romer, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Friend of the show, horse racing handicapper and West Point Thoroughbreds partner, account representative Jason Blewett, joins us today. Who better than Jason to break down the Kentucky Derby today? He has been plugged in over the past few months, casting a very keen eye on the three-year-old crop of thoroughbreds who make up today's derby field. It is a full field at Churchill Downs for the Kentucky Derby. Jason will don his handicapping hat when it comes to today's big race and also bring us up to speed on West Point thoroughbreds. Also today, still with the Kentucky Derby, if you're looking for a place to celebrate the greatest two minutes in sports, look no further than a party at Woodbine. They are hosting it in their fabulous champion's room. Here to talk more about today's party and also the recent announcement about upcoming ticket sales for the King's Plate this summer is Alana Nolan. She is digital online host for Woodbine. Miss Nolan has an awesome resume, including working as a TV host and content producer for both the Calgary Stampeders and the Calgary Flames. Now she can add special guest of Ponies 24-7 to her CV. The 2023 quarter horse racing season gets underway next Wednesday, May the 10th. The very hardworking general manager of Ajax Downs quarter horse track, Emilio Trotta, joins us today to talk about the upcoming Ajax Downs quarter horse meet and what we can look forward to seeing this year. And finally, he's back. My amazing co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show. Please get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to work very hard and some overtime action. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us as we introduce a new feature in case you missed it on Ponies 24-7, a recap of the week that was in horse racing news. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from dark horse to winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live stream horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine. 
Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer, and let me introduce you to my amazing co-host, Larry Simpson, and our, in case you missed it, a look at the week that was in horse racing news. And as we look ahead to the Kentucky Derby today, Larry, some interesting movement that has taken place, and some of it for not great reasons, but who's going to benefit from this? Someone out of Woodbine. Yeah, there's been some scratches uh, for certain reasons in that end, but uh, uh, one horse that did get in uh, because of the scratches is um, the Japanese horse, Mandarin Hero, who was uh, ridden by Kazusi Kamura uh, in his previous races. Well, he's drawn into uh, this uh, into the Kentucky Derby today, and uh, Kamura is going to ride him. So uh, that's big news, uh, you know, for Woodbine because Kamura is a the leading jockey and the sovereign award-winning jockey out of Woodbine. So, and more good news out of Woodbine right now. Well, yeah, there's you know it's the start of the thoroughbred season as we've mentioned, and uh, uh, Woodbine had just recently uh, launched the uh, owner spotlight, which recognizes the uh, uh, basically the new Johnny Walker uh, owners lounge that they've uh, opened up in in Woodbine and the first uh, recognized is Mark and Mike Romero of uh, Terra Racing Terra Racing Stable. Excellent. And they accepted the honor on behalf of their entire family and uh, the Romeos are you know they've been involved in Woodbine horse racing, thoroughbred racing now for about 40 years and are also uh, you know supporters of the show through their uh, Pineview Hyundai. So uh, uh, yeah great news for them. And Woodbine has also uh, uh, added a couple of uh, board members uh, to uh, basically uh, steer the ship as we go forward. Uh, one is uh, thoroughbred reader Yvonne uh, Schwabi, who uh, she bred the Queen's Plate winner Midnight Aria in uh, 2013. And the other one in, on the standardbred side is uh, a friend of the show, Brad Grant, who uh, was uh, owner of uh, Bulldog Hanover. So. They've been added to uh, the Standard Racing Committee and the Thoroughbred Racing Committee boards, and, uh, you know, they're going to do a great job. Congratulations to all involved. Larry Simpson, thank you for that. And that was In Case You Missed It on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Friend of the show, horse racing handicapper, and West Point Thoroughbreds partner account representative Jason Blewett joins us again today. Who better to break down today's Kentucky Derby than someone like Jason, who has been tuned in over the past few months and has... A front row seat to today's big event, but also everything leading up to it. Welcome back to the show, Jason. Yeah, thanks, guys. Happy Happy Oaks Day and Derby weekend. It's great to hop on the air with the two of you and say hello from beautiful Louisville. It couldn't, <laughs> couldn't be a nicer day here in Kentucky. All right, well, let's get right into it, Jason. I know you're busy. Uh, let's talk about the Kentucky Derby. Uh, who do you like and maybe is there an outsider there that people could uh, have a look at? The more I look, the more convinced I am that Patrick Trice is sitting on a career best effort. I really, really liked his progression from the Tampa Bay Derby a race. In my opinion, he made many mistakes and still won because he's that, that gifted, but the progression and the way he looked, four weeks or five weeks later, winning, winning his prep at Keeneland, made a couple of moves, waited till Louis Saez, his jockey, asked him for run, 
super impressive in that race, and I like him to uh, give Todd Fletcher his third career win in the Kentucky Derby. And today being Kentucky Derby Day, it's Saturday. Everybody's looking at who is in the lineup. There have been some scratches. Tell us the circumstances surrounding that. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I I got over to Churchill Downs, and someone's like, hey, did you hear Skinner scratch? So this has been a wacky and, and uh, an odd derby leading up to today's run for the Roses. I didn't really, outside of Continuar, was one of the Japanese horses who evidently just wasn't training satisfactory. Uh, you had Lord Miles for Safi Joseph Jr., all of his horses, are scratched throughout throughout the weekend. And then Skinner, the latest affection, I'm not sure. I haven't gotten a chance to hop on Twitter or anything like that. But, yeah, so you've got you've got a couple of horses who have drawn in from the also-eligible list. And the good news is Forte, your morning line favorite, is still in the race <laughs> for Todd Fletcher. Again, the world we live in now, the rumor mill was swirling all day on, on Thursday into Friday. Would he train? Was there something amiss with him? But, again... He's in the race, which we're happy about. And, you know, Forte had an unusual race in the Florida Derby, and a lot of people were critical of how he performed. I get both sides of it. Um, He had the outside post. A lot was made of of a a dreadful post at Gulfstream. And going back to Big Brown, essentially being one of only a couple of horses that had overcome that extreme outside slot, going that distance at Gulfstream. But he still won the race. I have somewhat mixed feelings about it. Part of my brain says, you know what? Todd Pletcher knew he was going to be a heavy, heavy favorite. That race was designed not to be an A-level effort out of Forte, was designed to bring him forward and get him for the first Saturday in May. And even though he didn't have a great trip and he barely won, he still got the job done and was rolling late. And in my mind, you go, well, he may really relish a mile and a quarter. There's another side of me that says, you know, Mage, who he, who he cut down and ran by in deep stretch, in my opinion, had the way more difficult trip after he broke slow. Probably, in fact, not probably, definitely moved too soon and just got a little tired. So I get both sides of the coin. I happen to lean as good as Forte is, and Mike Rapoli has been a very, very close friend. He owns the horse in partnership with Vinny Viola, who, by the way, owns the Florida Panthers. And sorry about your Leafs gang uh, being down. <laughs> no, you're not. Being down. Yeah. No, you're uh, not. I'm not. I'm being facetious. I know Let's you are. Cats. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> yes, go Cats. My Rangers. My Rangers are all on the story. Though. That was a that was a tough ending against Jersey. But no. You know, even being very friendly with the connections of Forte, my my take is going in. I'll be thrilled if he wins, but I do think he's I do think he's vulnerable. I think he's got to run just flat out better than he did in his two races this winter at Gulfstream. Well, you watched or you had an opportunity to watch all the prep races for the Derby. Um, was there one that you could say really stood out over all the others? Um. Well, I don't know if one stood out over the others. I think the last round of preps, beginning with Forte and Mage in the Florida Derby, that race is obviously uber important. You already know my feelings on Tappet Trice and what I think and thought of his bluegrass. I just loved everything about that effort and just how, how forward he stepped in terms of just being there and really being in the race from from the starting gate to the finish line. And then the other horse that really impressed me, that maybe from a visual standpoint, 
was the most impressive last out prep that, that I saw, or at least my take, is the Arkansas Derby winner in Angel of Empire, who was very flashy winning that race in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Uh, he's a dangerous horse, too. I mean, he's a horse I think will run well, even though I'm picking Taka tries to win the race. I want to talk about Kentucky Derby Day. You know, let's put aside handicapping. Let's put aside everything that is sort of tangible in that way about the Kentucky Derby. What is the experience like? Can you describe it? It's basically like one big toga party, one big keg party from your college days. I mean, it's... it's, it's it's everything. I mean, aside from just the tradition and the history with, with this being Derby 149, and you you think about how how long this sport has been around, and you got the history side of it at a very historical place with the Twin Spires and all that at Churchill Downs. It's just getting 150,000-plus people into one spot who are all having a great time, a great party, many of them, including myself, I love love dressing up and putting on a nice suit and dress shirt, are dressed to the nines. It's an annual rite of spring, the first Saturday in May. So, I, you know, I think without going on and on and on, it's like the Derby is something that belongs to all of us, and... There's just something very mythical and special about that. And also for a handicapper, there's a plethora of stakes races, right? With big fields and a lot of turf races and that. Talk about, did anything catch your eye for the undercard? Anything that you like? I think in the race right before the um, the Derby, there's a horse name up to the mark. I really liked his race last time out at Heelan. Uh, it was a big step up for him, and I thought he ran very well. So up to the mark is a horse I'm very interested in in one of the non-derby races. And on the West Point Thoroughbred side of things, the company I work for, we won a race on Friday on Kentucky Oaks Day with a very nice three-year-old filly named Baba, who I think, and I know I have a lot of Canadian friends that do come down to Saratoga Springs, New York, for Saratoga Race Course over the summer in August. You know, she's a filly I think could be a, a, a test priorist kind of filly during the Saratoga meet. But on Derby Day, we've got Northern Invader this afternoon in the 14th race. He's a first-time starter who's trained very well. And Brigadier General, I think, is in race number three. He's another West Point horse coming in off a nice win, although he's stepping up in class. Can we talk very quickly about West Point Thoroughbreds, your role with them, and your passion for that company? Yeah, I mean, West Point is uh, is my life. It's my full-time job. I've been with the company a little over two years, and I think the last time we spoke, I went into when I accepted the job and, and left the Stronach Group and my, my job as, as the lead host at Gulfstream Park. Uh, the timing was great because I started full-time for West Point two months before Flightline debuted and got to go on that whole magical run with a horse that was... And I, you know, I don't mean to sound sacrilegious here, but was like kind of in terms of his ability and what he did on the racetrack, he was like a modern day secretariat. Didn't run as many times as secretariat, but was an amazing horse. So love the company, the team I work with from, from Terry and uh, Debbie Finley, who founded the company, on to my colleagues, fanning out to the partners. It's a wonderful group of people. We all love racing. We all come from different different parts of the country, different backgrounds, but that's the one common link. So it's a really, really nice group of people. And if anybody's interested, you can hit up the website. It's West Point TB, 
WestPointDB.com. We just bought, we bought 10 two-year-olds at the OBS two-year-old in training April sale, which was last week. So we've got, we've got a number of uh, new horses into the stable that are two-year-olds that we're super pumped about. And the good Lord willing, a few of them will be running Derby weekend 2024. I'll put the good thought out there. <laughs> right on, right on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, you mentioned Secretariat. This is the 50th anniversary of his Triple Crown win. Is there a chance with this three-year-old crop that we may see a Triple Crown winner this year, do you think? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, maybe after the Derby, I'd have a, a, a more emphatic yes or no Um it seems clearly it's a wide open derby in some respects, you know, nobody and, and Forte has been great. I don't want to take anything away from him. He is hands down the horse to beat. He's a two year old champion. He's got four grade one wins. He has been phenomenal. And for many people, he'd be a lifetime horse. I, I don't know about him at this point being potentially a triple crown winner, but let's see where the, you know, where the chips fall later today at around 7 p.m. Eastern time when uh, Derby 149 is from the starting gate. And, you know, here's to, here's to a safe race throughout, throughout the day. And of course, moving forward at Churchill. Well, my heart rate just went up. (laughs) (laughs) So you're talking about the present, which is the, the Derby later this afternoon, early evening. Can we talk about your future, which you just touched on a week ago? You picked up 10 horses for uh, your company, West Point Thoroughbreds. What did you see in them? What do you see in them now that you've met them? Yeah, so it's a a great question. Um, To give you sort of a summation, I mean, the, the, the amount of time and effort in the modern age that goes into even being in a position, if you're at a public horse auction, which West Point attends all the major ones as far as two-year-olds and even yearlings, you know, for us even to be in a position to feel comfortable placing a single bid on a horse, there's quite a bit of work that goes in behind the scenes. I mean, our bloodstock agent, David and Gordo, from last fall through the April sale last week in Ocala, Florida, had spent the total, him and his team, had spent a total of, of nine weeks in Ocala. And that includes naturally going to the training centers and watching these horses, watching these horses train and progress from their, from their yearling seasons. You know, we have our own, our own private vet that, that comes in, you know, in terms of x-rays and radiographs and heart, heart scores and, and, and throat scans. And, you know, you've also got in a two-year-old in training cell, you're not, you're, you're buying horses that have already, been quote-unquote broken they've already learned how to be racehorses they've already had a saddle on and a rider on and they've already had a timed an official timed workout for the sale so you're judging stride length and um you know how much ground can a horse cover i mean there's a million million different variables that go in and and you know really it also comes down to when you see these horses in person a lot of them and in particular a couple of horses for me when i went to the barn prior to the auction beginning and met the consigner and they pulled the horse out so you could see them up close and personal. There were a couple that just really had this sort of majestic, majestic presence about them, including this Jimmy, this cult by Jimmy Creed who's going to go to flight line trainer, John Sadler. He's a horse that I think, I think we bought a real good one. So there's a lot that goes in. There's a feel and it's a, 
it's something I don't think I realized and or appreciated before I took the job with West Point about, again, the amount of work, time, money, effort that goes into just buying or even bidding on a single horse in the auction ring. Well, Jason, thanks for doing this. And uh, good luck with West Point and uh, good luck with their horses today. And uh, we'll have you on again soon. All right. Sounds good. I hope everybody enjoys the Kentucky Derby. Let's go Florida Panthers. <laughs> Sorry about the Leafs. And I'll, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. I'm just going to ask my producer, Phil, if we can take that last part out. No, he's saying no. <laughs> Jason, you're a riot. He said, at, leave it in. He said leave, leave it in. Or he said leave <laughs> it in. <laughs> nah. Jason, so much fun. I look forward to the next time together. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Have a great Derby day. You too. When we come back, Woodbine's digital online host, Alana Nolan, joins us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to their Pineview dealership to view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today, as the Hyundai Advantage sales event is on now. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds. One vision. This is 1059 The Region. Ponies 24 7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Soon to be friend of the show, Alana Nolan joins us today. And like many Woodbine personnel, Alana is front and center when it comes to putting on a major league product like Woodbine is in the midst of what's expected to be a very successful thoroughbred racing season this year. It includes hosting a Kentucky Derby party today in their champion's room and also talk about the King's Plate. Alana, welcome to the show. It is great to have you with us. Thank you, guys. This is my maiden, my maiden trip. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so you're officially a friend of the show now. You know that, eh? So that's that's a big honor. 
That is a huge honor. I'm going to put that on my resume. Well, and uh, we would appreciate that because I think it's important that people know what your resume is all about. You worked with both the Calgary Flames and the Calgary Stampeders. What did you do with those two teams? Oh, I, um, I, for 10 years, I was the digital host for the Calgary uh, Stampeders as well as the in-stadium host. So I got to be on the sidelines in minus 20 to plus 30. <laughs> it was uh, quite the temperature change in Calgary uh, over those 10 years. And then for the Calgary Flames, I was also their digital host. I traveled with the team um, on their away games. And yeah, we, uh, my husband coaches for the Argos. So we made the trip to Toronto and that's, uh, that's why I'm here and how I ended up at Woodbine. But you also had some ties to horse racing, right? Uh, What was it that attracted you to racing? My grandfather used to take me to the racetrack in Edmonton, Alberta at Northlands every weekend. Uh, So that's where I fell in love with horses. I wanted to be a jockey, but there were no uh, female jockeys at the time. So I got started uh, riding horses when I was three years old and took that to a career, everything from hunter jumper to trick riding and rodeos um, (laughs) to barrel racing to everything. So Woodbine, it's just really a dream come true. And Getting to drive in every morning and see the horses training on the track, it just, it's just makes me so happy. So this is, it's really a dream job. And when you see horses racing and you see the jockeys in position, do you think, oh, you know, I really wish that that had worked out for me? Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's been great to meet like Emma Jane Wilson and, you know, all the other women jockeys that are around Woodbine. They're, they are really inspiring. And I really hope that's sort of one of our goals at the social level is to really, you know, um, showcase that these women, girls, little girls, you can race. You couldn't 40 years ago, but you can now. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into the King's Plate and uh, today's Kentucky Derby uh, party, um, let's talk a little bit about what is your role now at, uh, Woodbine? So I work with the content team. Uh, we are, um, you know, setting out sort of an ambitious production schedule this summer, this thoroughbred season, as well as highlighting the stories at Mohawk Park. Uh, we really, our aim is to make our, uh, jockeys and our four-legged athletes superstars, just like we did with the Calgary Flames and the Calgary Stampeders. So, um, we're trying to, to tell the stories of the jockeys and there's no shortage of stories with horse people, as you guys know. Uh, so we're really looking forward to enhancing our social channels and our YouTube page and our website to really just let people in on the horse racing industry and hopefully fall in love with it like I did so many years ago. Trackside, backstretch and beyond. So tell me exactly what you do. So a story comes to mind. How do you approach it? How in-depth do you go with the person or the owner or the trainer, the jockey or the horse? You know, it all just like everything is so different and and it all varies. And that's what I love the most about my job is that no day is ever the same. So we could be in the backstretch doing a silly TikTok video that has to do with peppermints uh, (laughs) to doing like a cinematic, you know, with multiple cameras, like our King's Plate promotion. Um, So it's, it's a wide variety of content, which I think will hit more people uh, and, and sort of attract more people from the fun TikTok and Instagram videos that we do to the more, you know, in-depth, uh, go really deep with the jockeys, get their stories. I'll never forget uh, one of my first interviews last year with uh, Rafael Hernandez. 
And I asked him, I said, who do you, you know, who do you race for? And he burst into tears and said, you know, my grand, my grandparents, and they, they've both passed, but I know that they will be with me uh, during the Queen's Plate. And we all know how that ended last year. Wow. That's, yeah. that's, that brings me to tears. That's incredible. Really, truly. <laughs> and how important is it that people are getting your messages? I think it's, it's hugely important. Um, you know, I love horse racing. I always have. I always, I think it's a thrill. I think people may be a little bit intimidated by it because they don't understand the language or they don't understand the wagering angle. And I think if we can sort of bridge that gap uh, with our social feeds and with our, you know, long format documentary styles that we can really uh, bring a new audience into horse racing. I did something uh, many years ago, very similar with rodeo. Uh, rodeo was not a very, um, it wasn't a main sport, right? So we set out and we introduced fans to these cowboys and these horses and these cows and bulls. And um, it had a direct impact on the attendance at the Canadian finals rodeo that year. So that's sort of what we're trying to mimic here again. All right, let's uh, talk a little bit about the uh, Kentucky Derby. It's Kentucky Derby Day, and I guess it's got a, a special meaning now for, for Woodbine, right, because of uh, one particular jockey. That's right, Kazushi Kimura has drawn in on Mandarin Hero, so we're all super excited for Kazushi. He's just, he's an absolute sweetheart. He's Anytime we ask him for an interview or to do something, he's more than happy to do it. So I really hope uh, all of our Canadian contingent can get behind Kazushi and cheer for him and uh yeah I wish him the best of luck it's it's going to be really exciting to see him on such a big stage and he's he's so deserving of it you know it's interesting you 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 get to know so many people in the horse racing industry and including this particular jockey how is he this is very last minute how will he prepare for what's going to happen this afternoon you know Kazushi is such a pro, um, you know. I have no doubt that he's going to be dialed in and and ready to ready to race on uh, in the Kentucky Derby. It's going to be great. Well, the equivalent to the Kentucky Derby is the the King's Plate for uh, for Woodbine. Uh, talk about uh, you know the basically going ahead with it and ticket sales and uh, how are ticket sales? They just actually opened today, correct? Correct. So today at 10 a.m., uh, our ticket sales went on, our grandstand ticket sales went on for the King's Plate. We had a pre-sale uh, for some of our insiders on Wednesday, and we actually sold 500 tickets already. So we know that this is going to be a hot ticket item. Tickets start at just $45 and can be purchased through Ticketmaster, but um, there are other, event, uh, other events and other venues that will be released later, like the Trackside Apron, um, you know, our, our dining halls and our, and our restaurants. So the, those options are still available, but the grandstand tickets uh, are available for purchase now. Alana, there's so much interest in the King's Plate. Does some of that have to do with the fact that it's not only Kentucky Derby Day, it is Coronation Day? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. It's all, it's all coming together. It's <laughs> all coming together. So, um, and actually, uh, our patrons who are attending today's Kentucky Derby party, they are, have a chance, an opportunity to purchase uh, King's Plate grandstand tickets at 50% off. So those lucky people who get to come to Woodbine for the Derby party uh, have an option to do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a great way to get eyes on our product for sure. And uh, yeah, I think, I think King's Plate is right up there with uh, the world-class racing of the Kentucky Derby. 
So you've been involved in football and, and hockey. Where does the King's Plate rank on the scale of Canadian sports events, do you think? Oh, my gosh. Um, so last year was my first Queen's Plate. So it was just everything I wanted it to be and more. I think it's, I think the traditions and the pageantry and the, just the, the energy of the day is like, everyone's dressed up. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone's enjoying the sport. Everyone's enjoying the day. I would say, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's top level from what I've experienced. And I mean, I've been to five great cups now and uh, a Stanley Cup final. So I would say it's, it's right up there. I want to be a fly on the wall, Larry, too. And don't get your swatter out, please. <laughs> when you go home from work each day and you and your husband sit down and t- discuss with one another what the day was like, you know, he's with the Argos and you're with Woodbine. What's it like? I mean, how do you compare notes and do you really hear what each other is saying? <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm still a football fan. Um, you know, I, I try to make it to every game, a home game and a couple of away games when I can. Uh, I miss football. So we do talk a lot of X's and O's in this household. (laughs) We just got... We just got a seven-month-old lab puppy, and his name is Madden. So you can imagine the, the football uh, talk that goes on in here. But, yeah, it's great. And he loves horses, too. Like, he's really had an opportunity to ride um, because of me. And um, we've been out a couple of times when we lived in Calgary. We'd go to, out in the mountains on trail rides. So he really appreciates um, horse flesh as much as I do. I he he'll tell you that he, I tried to kill him once by putting him on my trick riding horse, but he, he was <laughs> you're a riot. <laughs> Getting back to the King's Plate, is there any promotions upcoming that you can share with our listeners, or anything different that you're going to be doing from a promotional standpoint this year? Do you know? Just stay tuned to our social media feeds. Keep my boss Great happy. Answer. Keep my job. Keep my job <laughs> going. Um, yes, we'll be announcing soon. Our our musical act will be announced soon, as well as the event spaces like the Trackside Clubhouse. All of those uh, other uh, activations will be announced very, very soon. We're all working very hard, and uh, we have invited His Majesty King Charles. The third, but we have not received an official response yet. Um, but if he is unable to attend, we know that a representative from the Crown uh, will come in his place, as they've done every year. So it's very exciting, very exciting times. And from your perspective, because you have many perspectives when it comes to horse racing now and Woodbine, who are you kind of excited about when it comes to the possibility of, of being in the King's Plate? I don't even know. Like, there's just, there's been, I'm so happy when, when Kev, I was so happy when Kevin Attard won his first Queen's Plate uh, last year. I would love to see him do something like that again. But as we get going with the season, I'm sure there will be standouts. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to to share those stories and, and highlight those horses and um, get people as excited about racing and, and the King's Plate as I am. August the 20th of this year. That's right. <laughs> and I guess... We we can't forget about uh, you know the Standardbred side. You got the uh, uh, the Metro Pace coming up, and of course the North America Cup. And you've also got some other big stakes races on the Thoroughbred side. You got the Canadian International, which is back this year, and of course the Woodbine Mile. Correct? 
That's right. And the fun fact with the Canadian International coming back, it's actually the 50th anniversary of Secretariat. That's right. Win and his last run there. So there's going to be a lot of, I think, attention on that uh, stakes race. And, um, you know, we, we certainly have a plan of to tell that story and, and to get people interested in, in the history of that race and, and why it's so important that it's returned to the stakes card. And how important is it to you to dig deep into Woodbine Mohawk Park? You know, I I like the vibe at Mohawk Park. It's um it's a little bit more laid back. It's up close and personal. It's uh, in a beautiful spot with all the the trees surrounding it, and you just kind of feel like you're you're on vacation actually. <laughs> um, but I think you know the people and the horse people at um, Mohawk Park. I think they all have stories to tell as well. We um, interviewed a woman trainer uh, in this past winter, Michelle Olson, who, you know, she's such an inspiration. She was a welder in a, and a completely different field and had a love for horses just like me and decided she wanted to get into training and mentored under a trainer. And now she's got horses racing at Mohawk Park. I mean, what other industry can you do that in? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly, exactly. Well, we're going to put you on the spot. It is Kentucky oh. Derby. It is. <laughs> it, I heard that. <laughs> it's Kentucky Derby Day. Pick us a winner. Yeah. Oh, my grandfather will be rolling in his grave when I say this because I've always had a thing for grays, so I'm going for Tap It Trace. You heard it here on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm running to the windows right now. (laughs) And I'm right behind him with bills hanging out of my back pocket. (laughs) You are a pleasure and a treasure. Thank you so much, Alana, for joining us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I have the feeling this is the first of many visits with you. I hope so. I had a I had a great time chatting with you guys today, and please come say hi uh, at Woodbine. And you're officially a friend of the show now. <laughs> okay. Do I get a T-shirt? Yes. <laughs> We're working yeah, on it. Yeah. Larry's going to give you shake. one. Larry's going to give you one of his. Yeah. <laughs> he promises Perfect. to launder it first, yeah. though. <laughs> Wash it first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alana. We look forward to meeting you in person someday. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Have a great Derby Day. And you as well. After the break, when we come back, Emilio Trotta joins us here on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live harness racing continues at the Meadowlands every Friday and Saturday evening with a post time of 6.20 p.m. The Meadowlands Championship Meet is highlighted by the Meadowlands Pace on July 15th. And on Saturday, August 5th, it's the famed $1 million Hamiltonian, headlining an exceptional day of stakes events with a special post time of 12 noon. Watch and wager on all of the big games exciting harness racing through your HPI Bet account and Dark Horse app and be part of the Meadowlands racing experience. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. 
Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ajax Downs General Manager Emilio Trotta joins us today this coming Wednesday the Quarter Horse Track opens for their 2023 racing season. Emilio, great to have you with us. Just how many sleeps until things start running again? It's very exciting for you, I'm sure. We got five more sleeps to go. <laughs> I'm glad that you counted on your fingers. So I was going to try, but there wasn't enough time. Welcome to the show, by the way. Thanks for having me, folks. Mm. I appreciate it. And hopefully you guys are doing well. We are, and let's uh, let's get right into it, Emilio. It's uh, Wednesday is opening day. Is everything on schedule? And uh, what can our uh, quarter horse fans expect to see? Well, yeah, everything is on schedule so far. Uh, we're actually um, hopefully going to have a decent card for opening day. And uh, you know, uh, the industry itself has been struggling with horse population, uh, but this year we're hoping that we're steady state and we should. Uh, have ourselves a great opening day. We did have some sad news over the winter, actually just a couple months ago, one of our founding fathers had passed away, Mr. Norman Peacock. So it's been a bit of a a somber get-to opening day, but uh, we're going to be celebrating his life. Let's talk about quarter horse racing. Tell us what is so special, so unique about it. Well, I love to compare it to the 100-meter sprint. Hmm. They call that the world's fastest human being, you know, the back in the day with Carl Lewis, et cetera, and, and all those wonderful athletes. Um, our quarter horses are that way. It's a, a short sprint down the racetrack, and it's full out, versus the thoroughbreds and the standardbreds. I equate them to the 1,500-meter where they go around the whole track. Our horses simply sprint straight down the runway. 400 yards or less. What can uh, the fans expect to see this year at Ajax Downs? Is there any new, uh, anything new at the track? Or I think one is you've, you've got some extended races, correct? We actually started running some hook races last year, yeah. which is three quarters of a mile. Yep, five furlongs. And uh, so we're hoping to expand on that this year and keep that going, as the fans love to see that, because uh, they continually ask us, you know, we've got a 5 8 mile track here at the Downs, and they, they continually ask us, uh, how come we don't see the horses going around that bend that often? And so why the timing of it? You started that last year. We were just sort of coming out of the effects of the pandemic. You started hook races. Now that's going to be full steam ahead this year. What, what was behind that decision last year? Coming out of COVID and that crazy time that all of us had to live through for a couple of years. We wanted to try to get everyone's attention back, not just with regular racing, but, but how do we attract new fans and how do we get everyone's attention now that we're coming out of this and be part of that focus. What is it that they love so much about hook races? That's what they've traditionally seen. Mm. We're the only quarter horse track in, in Ontario and it's quarter horse racing is very popular in the Southern U S um, but there's only two jurisdictions in Canada, Alberta, they have some quarter horse racing, and in the province of Ontario. So it's not very popular, and so folks, historically, they're just used to seeing the horses do the full lap around the track. 
So with the sprinting that goes on here with the quarter horses, uh, folks that have never been exposed to it, they, their first question is, well, that was exciting, but how come they didn't go all the way around? <laughs> and now they do. Yeah, did you see any uh, change in the betting handle when you had the hook racing last year? It showed that they were popular, and, and so people were maybe betting a little bit more money? Uh, we did notice a, a, a slight bump up in, in that handle. Uh, unfortunately, with those hook races, uh, the field sizes weren't very large for us mm. uh, on those particular races, and there were five-horse fields. So the, the betting interest on it is, is a little bit more difficult for the serious better. There's just not enough money in that pool for them to take advantage of you know, a wager. Emilio, I'm curious, why is Ajax Downs the only place where quarter-horse racing takes place in Ontario? Well, we used to have quarter horse racing at Fort Erie as well, back in the day when um, horse racing was pretty popular in Ontario. Uh, of course, then with the program changes and everything that's happened in, historically with casinos and slot programs, etc., um, that went by the wayside, and as the tracks started coming back and recovering, um, our focus was quarter horse racing, and Fort Erie's focus was thoroughbreds. But hopefully... You know, we can start running some quarter horses uh, in other facilities, such as Fort Erie once again. When we first came on, Emilio, you mentioned about uh, Norm Picove, who passed away uh, this past winter. And I want to kind of get drilled down a little bit on, on him uh, for our listeners and what he meant, not only to Ajax Downs, but also quarter horse racing in Ontario. What, what can you tell us about, about Norm and what have you got planned to kind of celebrate his life uh, this year? Well, Norm and his father, Alex, started the racetrack here back in 1969 when it was just a J-track. And uh, they came up with the idea by traveling to the U.S. and noticing that on a Sunday afternoon there were these quarter horses running, and it was very exciting because it was something that they hadn't really seen before. They'd heard of it, but they'd never really seen it before. And uh, they thought, well, you know what, what a great idea. They were farmers at the time. Let's start one up here on a Sunday afternoon and, and uh, make it a community thing and family thing. And that's how it started. And, of course, the Norman took it on and grew the industry to what it was here, well, a few years ago prior to the whole casino program and whatnot that uh, we all know about. And it was growing quite a bit. And Norman, he started this up, and uh, here we are today. And what did his presence, Norman Peacock's presence, mean to Ajax Downs? Norman watched every race. Oh, wow. Regardless of whether he was here or sitting at the tack shop mm-hmm. watching it on the streaming when that technology came about, he watched every race and loved it. And what he loved the most was seeing the people at the track enjoying themselves And for him, he'd always tell me that Sunday afternoons were the best days for him because he saw all the families, kids, and folks having a great afternoon watching some racing and just having some great family time together. That really made his day and put a smile on his face. So have you got a a day planned for him? So on opening day, we're just going to uh, just have a little uh, video tribute to him, mm-hmm. say a few words, 
And then, yes, we are planning, uh, perhaps in, towards the end of June, we're probably going to have a big day, a uh, little memorial planned for him. We'll have some plaque unveiled, et cetera. And then uh, we're toying with some uh, promo ideas because Norm loved his hot dogs. So <laughs> what we're going to be doing, I can't let all of it out of the bag yet. But, yeah, yeah we're, there's going to be some big plans, and we're hoping to do that sometime in June. What about a race named after him? So we've actually just renamed a couple of stake races. We have a couple of stake races in his father's name, mm. Alex Peacock Memorial Races. So we've just renamed um, two stake races. One is the Norman Peacock Derby, and then the other one is going to be the Norman Peacock Maturity, which is coming up May 17th. At the end of last year, did you see a bigger interest in racing at Ajax Downs than the prior year? Of course, you were coming out of COVID too, right? But has there been a, more of an interest now in quarter horse racing here in Ontario? So last year, we set a record handle in the history of Ajax Downs. That's Even good. going back to the days when we were racing 45 days a year, we're down to 25 now. We even surpassed that. So yes, to answer your question, and we're hoping it'll keep growing. And to what do you attribute that? A couple things. One, I think people, once again, were itching to get out after being cooped up for a couple years. But the other part of it is also the partnership with Woodbine um, and their reach. And they've been wonderful in helping us reach throughout the country and even into the U.S. with their, their, their networks. Sorry. And uh, I think that's been a great help, as well as our marketing initiatives. I mean, we've been calling around and advertising and, and pushing with our partners out there as well. So I think the combination of all those three things uh, really helped us. How about new ownership, uh, Emilio? Is there, has there been a lot of new owners come in, or was there some that came in last year and that maybe will be starting up in the business this year? So we had a couple of new owners last year, and actually I was just talking to the president of our Horsemen's Association this morning, and he's also informed me that there are a couple more new owners oh, coming good. in. So the interest is starting to build up again. Yes. I want to ask you about a day in the life of Emilio Trotta. What, what's it like to be the general manager of Ajax Downs, a description of what Ajax Downs is, but also having come through the pandemic and, you know, back on your feet again and looking forward to the future. What, what is a typical day like for you? Or is there even such a thing? <laughs> <laughs> in this industry, a typical day? <laughs> Each day is different and dynamic. You just never know what's coming at you. But I will say this. Those two years during the pandemic were pretty rough, you know, having to be closed and then racing without fans and then closing down again in the middle of it, um, you know, with our off-track facility, etc. That was a rough go. And as much as people may think, well, you weren't that busy, it was crazy busy because you're trying to figure out how to deal with the situation, keep the business afloat, and always with the, I'll call it, regulations and law changes and, and orders that came in and out as far as you're allowed customers, you're only allowed so many people through the door, everyone had to be vaccinated, et cetera, et cetera. So there was a lot of moving parts during those two years. 
and then to come out of it now, it's been a great rush, but we're always moving because things are changing and the demand and the itch is there. And it's great to see people coming back. And so there's a lot of questions, a lot of things that they'd like to see and do again. And so we're just trying to catch up and get back into the groove and recover from those past two years, which is the big thing. A lot of scratching of that itch right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, before we let you go, I just want to ask you one last question. You're out of COVID now, and you're kind of going into a positive vein for the 2023 season. Any major goals for Ajax Downs this year? Yeah, we'd like to uh, break our wagering record that we set last season. Great. Break that this season. That's that's the one goal. The other goal is to get uh, to continually grow that attendance as well. All the very best when you open on May, I believe it is May the 10th, which is the Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes, May 10th. That's going to be very exciting. You've worked very hard, as has everyone at Ajax Downs. We wish you all the best, and we look forward to speaking with you again very soon. Well, thanks for having us, guys. Greatly appreciate it, and um, have a great uh, rest of the season for you as well, and the show as well. Happy trails, Emilio Trotta. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thanks. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and, of course, some racing at several other North American tracks. So please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at ontarioracing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market, and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to their Pineview dealership to view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today, as the Hyundai Advantage sales event is on now. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine. 
Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, happy Derby Day. Happy Derby Day. Let's hope we get some winners on Happy Derby Day. Let's start at Derby Day. Churchill Downs, they have a 14 race card today. With race 12, the $3 million Kentucky Derby at one and a quarter miles on the dirt. Number five, Tap It Twice, looks like a horse that is really starting to improve with a 99 buyer taken last start in the bluegrass. He's a deep closer, but there seems to be enough speed signed on to give him some pace to run at. He's worked well and looks like trainer Todd Pletcher has him cranked up to win today. So number five, Tap It Twice. However, if you're looking for a possible sleeper play, look at number 13, Sun Thunder, a horse that I actually liked in the bluegrass where he was fourth behind Tap It Twice but Sun Thunder went into that race after only a two-week rest between starts. He's had a good work since then, and trainer Ken McPeak adds blinkers, which should help him stay focused. That's number 13, Sun Thunder, your long shot play. Woodbine has a 10 race card today, and race 7 is an optional $32,000 claimer for three-year-olds and up. It's a mile and a sixteenth on the Tapita. There's eight horses being entered, and number 7, Stanley House, enters after a maiden-breaking win at Gulfstream Park at today's distance. That was back in late March, and that distance race has already saw the third-place finisher come back and win, so it's already a key race. And Stanley House is actually considered one of the early King's Plate favourites and looks like a horse that should relish the mile-and-a-quarter distance of the plate. Today is also the third start off the layoff for this son of uh, Army Mule, and I'm looking for another good effort today. So Woodbine, race seven, number seven, Stanley House. Santa Anita has an 11 race card, and race two is an optional 32,000 maiden claimer for four-year-olds and up seven furlongs on the dirt. A compact field of six have been entered, including number one, Bilotti, who has been showing premature moves and tiring in distance races, and now he finds himself at a shorter distance of seven furlongs. Back in November and December last year, Bilotti won two races in a row, with the first at Del Mar at a distance of six furlongs, and then in December at five and a half furlongs at Los Alamitos. Since then, Bilotti has raced in a series of mile and longer, and despite his breeding that is all distance, this guy seems better as a sprint closer, which he has today with the seven furlong distance. There is some speed today for Bilotti to chase, and since his last start on March 31st, Bilotti shows two four furlong works, including a bullet 46 and one handily on May 1st. So Santa Anita, race two, number one, Bilotti. And then Woodbine Mohawk Park has a 12 race card, including a mandatory payout on the standard bread jackpot high five with an estimated pool of a million dollars with a 20 cent minimum bet. And this all happens in race 12. Race 8, though, is a one-mile pace for a purse of $21,000. Number 2, Last Beach, was my pony's pick last week, and for three-quarters of the race, it looked like he would get a nice trip and go on, get off the rail and score a nice victory. Unfortunately, though, Last Beach never found room, and he finished a close sixth and still on the rail. I mentioned last week that Last Beach had missed a week of racing going into that last start, and he's back on a seven-day rotation now, which should help him. He does lose last week's driver, Doug McNair, but Jonathan Drury is a capable replacement, and the starting two posts should allow Last Beach to get some early position, and fingers crossed he doesn't get locked down on the rail again. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race eight, number two, Last Beach. Larry, 
Amazing work, as always. Thank you so much. And and here's to a fantastic Kentucky Derby today and all of the other races taking place around North America. And thanks for your fine work. Also, a big shout out to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing. And finally, a fond farewell to all of you. And thank you for listening to this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a little reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, and a new one was recently released, please email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page lymphoma.ca slash ponies and donate to this worthy cause. Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long and thank you so much for listening. Ponies 24-7 The Radio Magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing and rocket ship racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.